Welcome, everybody, to the Robert John and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Andrew. I'm Robert. I'm Warren. And I'm Henry. And this is episode 52, gentlemen. We've made it with an entire year's worth of weekly podcasts. The whole year. For a year. The whole year. 48 more episodes, and then we'll finally be good at podcasting. (laughs) That's it. Only 48. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like people don't take you seriously until you have 100 episodes. They don't. Take that, Bonjour. We're more than halfway there. And then they still don't even take you that seriously. You got to get like 500 to be like, okay. I can trust these guys. They won't let me down. I'll be (laughs) podcasting into the future. I can invest my life into them. Thousands of hours, and then finally we'll trust you. So... We have a joke, fun Henry. story to tell for. I saw our, it. Got you. We have a fun story to tell for our uh, one-year anniversary. But let's just quickly talk about some weekends and uh, introduce our guest here. Yeah. So I, I went up to the Bay Area where my parents live and spent the weekend with them. It was awesome. Um, I haven't seen my folks and my brother since uh, Christmas. So and a long time for me not to go up and visit even just for a day or two so it was it was really nice just getting to hang out we wore masks and ate outside and ended up going through some boxes of old schoolwork and like nostalgic shit which was amazing just to go through there was like breakup letters from junior high school and old (laughs) birthday cards and you know like my fifth grade like yearbook thing where you know People would sign it. It was just really cool to like look through all that stuff that I totally forgot even existed anymore, and found a bunch of old music that I had written, like some some of my first compositions from when I was like eight years old, just handwritten out on staff paper and shit. So that was it was really neat and great to see the folks and they're doing well and all that. So Andrew, <laughs> that's what Steve was doing at eight years old is writing out compositions on staff <laughs> <Yeah>. paper. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. I'm over here like playing with sticks. Yeah, I think I was still <laughs> shitting my pants. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, sorry, Andrew. Yeah, uh, I don't think I did much. I'm getting into the quarantine rut of just like, you know, I'm still cooking and we're having like dinners and stuff like that. I'm trying to put the house together a little bit because I haven't had any time to do anything like that. So we were just working on stuff like that this weekend, hanging out, practicing. Uneventful, Robert. Uh, kind of the same. I went over to uh, our uh, our tour liaison's house, Robbie's house, on Friday and uh, played some music. And then, like Saturday and Sunday, I was just at home and and spent some time with some friends and uh, just kind of hung out at home and and uh, yeah, I got a doing stuff outside of uh, this band stuff this week. So planning out a bunch of deliveries and materialistic needs that I needed for that, but it was a pretty easy weekend. Nothing crazy. Well, I guess that is up to me. Uh, I also didn't have very much of an eventful weekend. Played music on Friday with Robert and some some fellow musicians and uh, saw my saw some friends and some family over the weekend. But you know what we did that was kind of cool that I'll just plug right now is we did finalize a limited edition release of red take me higher vinyl so if you guys are record collectors and you're into colored vinyl 
any like to take me higher album we have a limited edition package that comes with a shirt and a bandana and a poster and the red vinyl and the red vinyl is also for sale they're very beautiful go check them out that's my plug for my boring weekend Boom. we brought it, we brought them out of the vault <laughs> for just for just this week yeah it's a, it's only a two-week sale so uh get on it quick yeah. um what about you henry uh, it's, it's good. You know, I, I've been on the East coast now for the last three weeks. Yeah, it's been cool. I mean, it's the, the way it's set up here is we're basically sort of in our own little quarantine zone anyways, to begin with, there's not really a whole lot going on. And, uh, we went to, what is it? A pond? It's called a pond. There's like this weird thing here where it's like, you don't know if it's a pond or a lake and there's all this like terminology that defines the difference between a pond and a lake but it's basically a lake but they it's technically a pond so uh went over there did some swimming uh did some fishing caught a caught a bass caught a couple other kind of fish like that um i do actually know how to fish Ooh. there's a fun fact there nice. um, and uh, yeah, just you know, spending time uh, playing some guitar, drafting some some demos, working on some ideas, all sorts of good stuff, and taking it all in out here. The probably one of the only op- opportunities I'll get to actually spend an extended period of time on uh, this part of the United States, and it's just beautiful around here, and you know, really grateful I'm able to do that amidst. Uh, some unfavorable circumstances otherwise so good weekend i i looked at the definition of the difference between a pond and a lake mm-hmm. <laughs> um, ponds are small enough and shallow enough to where the sunlight can reach all the way through the pond to the oh, bottom yeah that sounds about right and then if there's too if it's too deep uh then it becomes a lake so wow. that's, so that's more of it's all about the shallowness it's all about the, depth. It's about the shallowness oh. Because because in certain states, what I've heard is that it's like an area. It could be a depth thing. It could also be an area of the actual body of water as well. Huh. Well, I think we'll get into that on the next podcast. Yeah. yeah I always thought it was let's like bookmark that for the next. Had riveting stuff. Talk about loss. Natural water sources. <laughs> and, yeah, that's cool. As long Just as it's kidding. not talking about loss. I'm By good. the way, uh, Bruce and. Uh, uh, sorry, Zeke respectively sent me funny loss posts. As the podcast is going on last week. That's awesome. But uh, let's introduce our guest. So this is technically the second guitar player of Robert John the Rack. Is that correct? Would we say that? Yeah. And uh, the illustrious Kyle Neal. Let's bring him up today. (laughs) Hello, hello. So Kyle recorded on the... uh, What's our first record called? Fire started record. I couldn't even remember. Um, <laughs> as well as JD, our technical first guitar player. But Kyle went on the most legendary tour that we ever did. Ever. <laughs> and uh, we've Kyle, we've had Dane on. So we talked about ghost hunting with Dane when we were in Nashville this year. So we have a, a bunch of like Kyle adjacent stories that we told on the podcast. Yeah. But we're going to tell a really good one later. But let's. Uh, Let's see what we're drinking. Steve? Uh, I just finished a pint glass of water, and now I have a pint glass of Tito's. I'm on the Tito's train. <laughs> woo, woo. There we go. We're, we're all glad you finished a pint glass of water first. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Had, Had some potatoes hydrated. to soak oh, it up. Choice. I forgot to eat last week, and I think that's why I got a little too saucy. 
on the podcast <laughs> last week, but um, Andrew, I've been trying to do. We just got a blender, so I've been trying to do like a pitcher of margaritas or something every week, and so we had some leftover mojito margarita mix. So I'm drinking that in tequila. Nice. It's not very good. <laughs> I was Are you getting say, wild on tequila? Does oh yeah, you know it. Is it is yeah, it baby. mojito? Is mojito mix that you made? Yeah, in, yeah, but it tastes margarita? like a margarita. It just tastes like lime, and someone like put some mint syrup in it, hmm. which I don't know. I make such good like uh, 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 anyone who knows me in the band knows that we, when we went to Spain, I was like obsessed with the mojitos, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I learned how to make them. I now have a mint bush in my front yard because I'm obsessed with having all like the ingredients like right in front of me that I need to make them. And I chose to make this stupid shit because I have the blender. So <laughs> I need to just not buy mix, I guess, is the moral of this story. Good to know. No Robert. mix, everyone. Um, I'm drinking a dose of beer. But today I am drinking um, Press One, which is one that I don't normally drink. Uh, Press One, it's just uh, one of their easy drinking IPAs. And uh, it has like, you know, fruity notes in it, just like most of their other ones. But it's it's pretty good and it's not as alcoholic as the other ones. So I won't be, uh, you know, falling off my chair, hopefully. Um and Dose and Beer, once again, I am a big advocate of what they do in San Juan Capistrano. And uh, they're great people. And Warren has their shirt on, and I have their hat on. So if you're in the area, go grab a Dose of Beer. It's delicious. Kyle? Uh, tequila and soda water. Um, Ooh, you've nice. been kind of boring tonight. But also Weston. Classic. Yeah. It's a classic. What kind of tequila? What kind of tequila? Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Uh, <laughs> leftover Hornitos. Uh, yeah, yeah, nothing special. It's a lot of. I I wasn't planning on getting any sort of saucy on a Monday night, but uh, I got this call kind of last minute. So uh, (laughs) yeah, I decided that uh, I should probably join the team. Cal, you can't let everyone know how unorganized we are. We're well organized. We know how to say our names in order now. We've grown so much in the last nine years. (laughs) We've learned a lot in doing 52 episodes of this podcast. I can tell. No, I mean, this is a really professional operation. Oh, yeah. I can hold up my recent calls to actually pinpoint the time. (laughs) Let's just skip that part. What are you drinking right now? Okay, well, I'm actually kind of drinking something fun and out of left field for me. Um, and I guess it's kind of it's related to the band. I'm drinking some of this infused oh, yeah. oh, nice. bourbon. Yeah, um, and we went and played. What it, it was a it was a tasting party, or it was a. Do you guys remember when we played? Yeah, a, it, 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 was, it was a it was a party for their bourbon. For their bourbon, and I think they had a lot of other bourbon makers out there. And this is actually batch mm. number one. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, it's hard for me to do this because it's backwards. There we go. So, uh, yeah. And uh, I don't ever drink whiskey, so there we go. And what what's the proof on that one? Uh, 116. Yeah, dude. Damn. <laughs> are you are you drinking it neat on the rocks? Are you I'm drinking with it. I had an ice cube in it, but the ice cube is starting to melt. Proud of you. Yes. Nice. Grown up. Very nice. How about you, Henry? I, uh, since I am in the state of Maine... I am drinking a locally-ish brewed beer, an Allagash White. Uh, if you didn't know, it's brewed about an hour and a half away from where I am in uh, Portland, which is the biggest city in Maine. 
And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's an Allagash White. I think most people have had mm-hmm. that before something, so it's good. Yeah. Um, it's very uh, readily available pretty much everywhere you shop around here. So just picked it up at the store today and cheers. You know what's funny cheers, is I cheers. always thought that was an Oregon beer because I heard Portland. Nope. And I figured, oh, Portland. Okay. Yeah. Portland, Maine. Interesting. I, I didn't know that until, I don't know, a couple months ago either. There's also a Portland, Indiana. There's probably a Portland in – there's probably more Portlands yeah, than there's that. Yeah, there's a lot there's of ports like, out there. Yeah. We'll, we'll get, there's we'll a lot get of land on that for everybody yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to you about the lakes and the ports. <laughs> yeah, the lake yeah. versus pond yeah. <laughs> <laughs> debate. <laughs> All right, Henry, what are we listening to tonight? Okay, I'm going to do a fake uh, knuckle crack on this one. Um, I want to talk about a little – yeah, exactly. Crack. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> then you could have pretended it was a real one. No one knew that it was yeah. fake until you told them. You just outed yourself. But isn't that part of the fun of it? Isn't that how part of what makes it funny? Crack, 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 crack. Yeah, crack, 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 crack. Yeah. I can't crack my knuckles either. Um, so today I want to start off – I'm going to – do this in a couple segments over the next couple weeks because I feel like I've been talking about you know this band, this band, and these guys also played in this band, and this guy played in this band, and I feel like I just want to start kind of connecting the dots week by week. So I'm going to start off this week by talking about a group called Small Faces. And uh, this group was formed in 1965 in London. And uh, they're they're widely considered to have been sort of an important band in, in sort of the mod subculture, which was kind of this like hipstery kind of click thing. Sort of uh, it kind of stemmed from this modernist thing. Basically, they were hipsters in the sixties, and to, to put it super duper simply, and uh, the word small came from the fact that everybody in the band was like not any taller than like five five or five six, like. They were all like super short dudes <laughs> and face was a term for an important uh, person or somebody that was popular or influential. Um, the main, the main person I want to talk about in this group is Steve Marriott and um, just an incredible, just force to be reckoned with in the world of music. Um, incredible lead vocalist. I would say one of the best rock vocalists of all time easily and a really, really phenomenal guitar player as well. Um, they had Ronnie Lane on bass and vocals and Kenny Jones on drums. And initially a guy named Jimmy Winston on keys, but he was replaced by a guy named Ian McLagan. And uh, once they made the change of keyboard player in about November of 65, they started getting a, a little bit more commercial success and uh, started writing a few more hits here and there. Um, initially, they were signed to Decca Records, but their manager tried to screw them over. So then they uh, left that label and were signed to Immediate Records, which had just been created by the Rolling Stones manager. So their second record, which I'm kind of sort of focusing on today, but I'm going to be talking about a single from that era, uh, was self-titled is called small faces but it was basically sort of considered their breakthrough album both creatively and commercially um it's definitely considered pretty influential it's when they basically went from being a rhythm and blues band 
to being like more of kind of a psychedelic rock band in the vein of like a Beatles, Sgt. Pepper Hearts, Lonely Hearts Club Band thing. Um, and when they got a record deal in America with Columbia, a record was put out here in America called There Are But Four Small Faces. And there's a song on that record that I'm going to talk about today uh, called Tin Soldier which initially Steve Marriott wrote for an R&B vocalist named P.P. Arnold. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, <laughs> no relation. Um, she's also really excellent as well. And uh, that's, that's it's pretty much Arnold considered like a from, yeah. really <laughs> consistently influential anthem in their career. And uh, just a really banging song. And you can pretty much hear, like, the transition sort of happening in real time, basically of them going from being like an R and B cover band to being like their own original, like creating their own sound basically. Cause it has the elements of the R and B band, but also this really awesome, like heavy psychedelic rock thing. And it's also what I would consider to be super duper progressive for the time. Uh, it came out in 67 and a lot of the tones and stuff are like, Whoa, this is 67. And to top it off, all the guys in the band that are playing this are like 18, 19, like 20 years old. Wow. when they're doing this. So, uh, Tin Soldier, Small Faces, 1967.
Rad. Nice. It's a good one. That was great. Gotta love it. Small I love faces. those drums. I love the drum tones. I love like the the like kind of washy cymbals oh and almost kind of like Fabuesque, like yeah. and that and that kick. It's like not. It's like I don't know how to describe it. You know, kind of like mm-hmm. almost like papery, but not like not a bad way. Yeah, love, I, I love, love that sound. Tones. It's yeah. just that it's probably like maybe like two mics over the kid or something like that. Maybe yeah. like one mic even. Yeah, just like bashing the crap out of it. And yeah. That snare drum, that like jazzy rocky yeah. snare drum sound, I just love it. So and good. just like the the groovy, like lots yeah. of fills, yeah. like do 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 do. Super you know. swingy. Yeah. Totally dig it. Mm-hmm. Is it is it is it weird to say that I I felt like the guys in Recon Tours were listening to that band a little bit before they created their band? Probably. Uh, you think it's weird? I don't think. No. Or, sorry, uh, I don't think. I was getting. I was getting some Recon tours like, yeah, like yeah. rhythms I, and, and I'm and and sure Jack White and uh, the other guys listen to plenty of Small Faces. Um, Steve Marriott is definitely like, like a musician's musician kind of dude of, amongst like rock fans and stuff like that. And and uh, the like like uh, Mike Michael Trout Walter's son is like a huge Steve Marriott fan, and so that's kind of how I got hip to some of his stuff because I was jamming with him and he was like, oh my God, you got to check out the small faces. And yeah, Steve Marriott is just like insane. Like his range is just like ridiculous and the dude just shreds and like, but yeah, super influential musician, super awesome band. Was, was small faces around before the band faces? Yes. And, uh, that may or may not tie in to next week. Ooh, interesting. Oh, you have to wait till next week, everyone. Cliffhanger. Even though you can look this up on the internet, but I like Boy. talking about it. I'm not going to look it up. Do you I'm going to wait. Kyle, what did you think of the song? Uh, no, I thought it was cool. Um, I love the... I don't know, the, the, the chorus was super cool. It took me to like a, a weird place that I wasn't expecting. I was kind of getting the whole like kind of straight ahead rock thing for a little bit. And then it kind of got hit with the chorus. It's like, Oh shit, that was not where I thought we were going. That was really cool. Yeah. That track was awesome. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited for the, the next few weeks as yeah. this is a series. It's yeah. I want to start listening to bands that have something to do with faces in their title. Right. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe that could be part of it. And yes, that was probably both electric piano and Hammond. And I would guess he was singing one or all of the high harmony stuff because his range was just ridiculous. I'm guessing. I'm reading some of the comments here, so I'm just answering questions. And yeah. just just to make sure I heard it right, you said like the people in this band at the time they recorded this were like 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, they're like yes, I think they were like <clears throat> 19, 18, 19, 20 years old, maybe. Damn, like nice. super duper young. Yeah, That's crazy. Well, oh, right on. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Me too. Speaking of being super duper young. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Transition. <laughs> War, come on. We talked about this. We don't have to point out our transition. No, so Kyle, so we have to sort of talk about there was like very different eras of our bands. Robert, John, the Wreck, me, Robert, and Steve have been playing together for almost ten years. When's like the ten year anniversary? Would you say it has to be next year, right? Because it was in twenty eleven. Yeah, the, uh, the 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 first show that we did as Robert, John, and the Wreck was in February of two thousand eleven. 
But Robert and I just passed the 10 year mark on July 31st because that was the first time I, I played oh. with Bobby. Happy oh, anniversary, babe. Wait, why, why didn't you tell me that? Why didn't we celebrate? I don't know. Oh. We were doing something else. I don't know. With tea. I don't know what it was. Oh. But yeah. Well, then, and then I've been playing with Andrew for longer than that because yeah. so. We can just wrap it up to 10 years in 2021. Yeah, so, but. yeah, we're, we all just think about 10 years. We're probably going to do a bunch of 10-year anniversary stuff, but the first record we made was in 2011. Yeah. Kyle, just a short introduction to Kyle. I remember meeting Kyle in a... I met Kyle once before. I used to always go out to shows in L.A. just with all my friends, and he was sort of adjacent to my friends. And so I would just go out to every show I could possibly go to. I was seeing live music like three or four or five nights a week sometimes, just meeting everyone I could. I think I was like, you know, maybe 21 because it was in the era of going to bars. I saw Kyle playing a band and I was like, oh, cool. That's uh, someone's friend's band. And it didn't really register with me at first. And then I started going to college at Cal Poly Pomona and I saw on the first day I was there, or the second day or something, I think I saw Kyle there and i'm like hey do you play guitar in this band brother <laughs> and he was like yeah why, why do you know that <laughs> do you remember that uh i i remember i remember we had met like you had mentioned brother which was super weird because like there was if you didn't go to azusa pacific university you had no business knowing who the fuck brother was but yeah that was that was really strange but like kind of cool yeah, and uh, I had gone to Citrus, which is right next to Azusa Pacific, so it makes sense that those two groups of people knew each other and be going to the same shows and stuff like that. And the show was at a venue called The Airliner, which is no longer there anymore. Oh, and shit, you were at that show. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All those people have gone on to do musical things, you know, in their life, which is crazy. That whole band is like, people are doing crazy stuff in that band. So, But yeah, I remember, uh, and then we were just about to go on a tour and i was like hey you play guitar right like do you want to play guitar in my band we need a guitar player to go on this like super long tour <laughs> i had gotten together with my now partner of of nine years uh we left for tour a month after we got together and we were on tour for th- three months for the first tour it was, it was like two and a half months <laughs> yeah, half month. yeah. <laughs> That it was felt like it felt like four months, but we were only out two and a half. It was that was, that was super awesome to tell my brand new girlfriend, like, "Hey, this is going great. I'm gonna leave for two and a half months to go get <laughs> wasted on the road with these degenerates." But you know, I'll be back sometime. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. So you guys didn't know when you were coming back. No, we we had like a rough estimate he, he didn't. of of <laughs> when we were going to come back and how long we wanted to go it for. Like it, it was like, but, but, all, but the, all the shows weren't technically booked. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dude, we I would of, say okay, we just maybe left. maybe a third of them were booked by the time we hit the road. We're like, fuck it, we'll figure it out on the road. Can I say, because, because am we, I allowed to? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Because when we when we left, we you know we had like the 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 show in like. Monterey, California, and then we had the show in Seattle, and then we had the show in Boston, and yeah. then we had the show in like South Carolina, but we didn't have anything to fill the gaps. <laughs> Probably yeah. fill it in. It was great. It was. It was. I, I don't. I don't regret any of it. All, all of our tour planning consisted of me and Bobby going to coffee shops and just on Google Maps, like finding out what cities were close, like within six hours of driving, and being like, "Yeah, we could get a show in Raleigh." Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Let's go to Raleigh. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the days that we would end up couch surfing. I don't know if we've told the Amarillo, Texas oh my story. God. We, I think we have to, right? That's the one with the giant. Uh, I don't know if we told it. Not ringing a bell. Uh, uh, I mean, it was just a very dirty house, and Kyle chose to sleep in the van instead of sleep in this person's house. Bobby. It was Bobby. Oh, was Bobby? I said, I'm sleeping in the fucking van, and Kyle came to join me after he realized yeah. what he was trying to do. I, I was like, I'm out, I'm out. I'm not sleeping in this fucking house. The, the best part of this thing. on the floor in my socks and my socks coming off of my feet because it was so <laughs> sticky on the ground. All, all of the band members, somewhere around like one in the morning, realized that we're like, fuck, this is not a good place to stay. We need to get the fuck out of here. But we didn't want to be rude to these people. So we all decided as a band, the best way we could escape was to be like, hey, guys. We're going to go get some late night food. We'll be right back. <laughs> and we were just going to leave. But then the fucking weirdo ass roommate who watched Band of Brothers until six in the morning Through was like, yeah, yeah, I could go oh for some Sonic and then just jumps in the van. With oh. <laughs> and then we had to go back because he had to go back to his house. And then it was just like, well, we're going to just get through this live here. I, we I, can't. So. The problem is that all the good stories were in that era. Not that there's not good stories in the Warren and Henry era. They're just what? different and like almost <laughs> maybe like we weren't as degenerates as we were at, at that first tour. Wait, Kyle, the funny part is Henry is like the age that we were when we went on that first tour. How old are you, Henry? I'm 25. Fuck me. So <laughs> we were maybe like 23, damn, 24. <laughs> and that's when we took Henry to Europe, you know what I mean, for the first time. So... We were like super idiots, you know. So whatever we did on this tour, like we have a lot of stories from that that tour and some ridiculous stuff that happened. But uh, we wanted to focus on one tonight for the one year anniversary, and it is like an incredible story. Yeah. <laughs> it should not, for all purposes, should not have happened. How do we start? Where were we coming from? We were coming, I believe. Salt Lake I City. I believe we were coming from Salt Lake City. Um, this is where, which was, which where we didn't a, have a show. We like we we I think we 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 last minute got like a weird. Uh, we we played a bar, which, which <laughs> but it was. Had, it was really a bar that, that, that like we last minute booked it, and they were like, <laughs> we can either take ten percent or like twenty percent of the bar tab or fifty bucks. No one showed up, and we got paid zero dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but we, we had a place to stay on the road. It'll be fine. <laughs> But we had a place to stay, which was ideal. Yeah, yeah that was nice. Um, and from what I remember, I don't remember the actual people we stayed with, but I remember they were very accommodating. And we had we drank even more at their house yeah. after the show because the show was so shitty that we just just like. Ugh. I think I remember you on the ground, like in their backyard or something. Kyle, who did we stay with? Was it one of my friends? It was a. Uh, it was it was a duo like couple that was also. Uh, like they they had their own band together, their duo project. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, maybe been Zach and Bridget, but yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, that I was. I think that's who it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we we knew we knew the people there who helped us get the gig there. Yeah, like there was a reason why we were there. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that's kind of how this whole tour went for two and a half months. It was like, well, we know someone there, so yeah. let's go there. Stop yeah. in Chico um, and stay. You know, and 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 who do we have in uh, in yeah. wherever? Yeah, let's walk we're, around. We're making this sound really strange, but we did get we did get to meet 
some very close friends and some great people yeah. through this experience that have helped us out throughout the years and we, we are, we're still in touch with them. So this isn't, you know, this isn't, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, but no, we started, we, we were starting from Salt Lake city and we were headed to grand junction, Colorado. And that all sounds great and awesome. If you just look at it like that. Yeah. Beautiful drive. I've made that yeah. drive before. Gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous drive. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm holding myself back because I don't want to say anything too soon. So I guess now, what's our van's name now? Susan. 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 What was the van's name before? Beatrice. So what was the Beatrice. Old Beatrice. Beatrice. <laughs> so Wait, I thought we were. We did not have Susan. Was it, wasn't it Beatrice? It was yes. Beatrice. Yeah. Um, we had Beatrice, and Beatrice had like, well, we didn't even know what the cork was then, right? So. <laughs> All we knew oh, is that dangerous. we broke down in the middle of fucking Utah. <laughs> well, let's let's explain Beatrice a little bit. It was an sure. E150, which is not a very powerful van, especially when you load it with dudes and a bunch of gear. Um, for instance, <laughs> we, we have uh, yeah, we we have Susan now, which is an E350 Super Duty. We can put anything in her, and she just runs like a like a freight train. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> How many seats did Beatrice have, Bobby? It had two captain chairs in the front. And then oh. one bench row. So yeah. five we, seats and five how many seats. people in the band? Five. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but we but. also had a loft. Yeah. Which were like oh, two, we which were like two little loft. beds that you could go up there and sleep on, which Steve knows all about that more than I do. Oh yeah. I took full advantage. That was great. <laughs> of course. Um, it was above our gear. So it was built so we it was the gear and then there was this like box built on top. It was basically like big enough for you to breathe, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. But Steve used to just sleep back there all the time. That's also when we only needed a certain amount of gear, and we could fit it underneath this loft. Now I feel like we we go to we do one small gig, and we have like the whole van yeah. is filled. Yeah, we um, we didn't have cases on anything, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. Nope. I mean, this was this was our first Fucking tour. We didn't guitar. know. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really know what we were trying to do. We just knew we wanted to go on tour and the five of us decided that that'd be a great idea. Like yeah. I remember packing for this tour and we packed like macaroni and cheese and, and cans of chili and just like, 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 like we could yeah. never go buy food, like on this whole t- entire trip that we're going on. And like, you know, we were just, we bought everything that we thought we would need on this tour. And then we realized, you know, you can go to a grocery store anytime you want and get food. <laughs> but, but we had like packs of like ramen and mac and cheese, but we didn't have a way to cook it. Except for um, that fucking coffee pot yeah. that didn't work. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, that's so stupid. Yeah. Oh my god, Modesto! Woo. It was yep. instant mac. It was thinking we could cook instant mac and cheese in a coffee pot, and it came out the yeah. worst I've ever had it in my life. To be it fair, was, it, it, it makes fucking sense, right? Hot water comes down, cooks the noodles and everything. Like you have, it, it made sense, but the, the practicality of it, man, just did not work. So we were learning about a lot of different yeah. things. Yeah, we were learning about ourselves. Like we, but then also, like we realized we couldn't, we couldn't make easy mac in a coffee pot. But cold chili with goldfish is amazing. Yeah, you know, get the, get the so pop you, tops. It's, the, good, it's yeah. the pros and cons. Cliff bar is always good. I, that, I just want to describe like what we're touring in, like the vehicle that we're actually moving in. And so we're going through um, from Utah to Colorado, and it's a beautiful drive. It's it's in the there's some route that we took that I don't usually take. Usually we're going to Grand Junction from Southern California. 
we don't usually come from the from northern Utah, which was just gorgeous. And it was it was beautiful from from what I remember. Rock, and yeah, a bunch of rock mm-hmm. formations and yeah. things like that. I, I drove through that same route a couple of years ago in the band I was in at the time. Or I didn't drive, but I was in the car when we were driving through it. And I'm glad um, you clarified that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess that gets us to driving through. And uh, we were still in Utah and um, we started going up a hill. And uh, Beatrice did not like that hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would, it, I was driving, so it started to kind of sputter. And like we knew, like I knew something was wrong. The gas wasn't going full bore. Like we would like slow down and then it would go back up again. And I was like, oh no, like this is, this is it. This is the, this is, something's going to happen. And it, yeah. it got to the point where it just wouldn't go anymore. And we pulled off to the side of the road. Um, and we're all in the van and we all put up the side of the road. It's like no big deal, right? Maybe we but where we were we, in Utah yeah. had no cell phone signal whatsoever. Yep. In the middle of a um, national park, yeah, yeah, it was. There was nothing. We had we had nothing. And I mean, I I think I saw a BlackBerry back then, but we just didn't have any anything. We were just stranded in the, on a on the hill on the highway. Yeah, um, I believe at the time we had one potential fix to get the car started because this is not the first time we've broken down. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I don't think we. No. Sorry to stop you. Yeah, yeah. We oh, we didn't know this, this till is later. Where we figured it out. So yeah. ah, you're right. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll step yep. back on this one. <laughs> sorry about that, but yeah. This no, no, no you're right. You're right. You're right. Crucial, crucial yeah. to the story. Because, <laughs> because I know what you're talking about, and that was after. Yeah. This was. This is when we figured out that. All right. So we're stranded on the side um, of the road in the middle of fucking nowhere, Utah. Yep. It was and, not, uh, it was the, the type of situation where we stopped and like everyone simultaneously stepped outside and started smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I didn't I don't smoke, oh but like God. I remember just everyone being like, Well fuck this. <laughs> you know, just not being happy. Oh and knowing there's like no easy solution to this yeah. problem, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing in any direction. There's maybe like yeah. one car every, you know, like five minutes going down the road. And like, you're going down the mental checklist of just like, okay, like, like try it, try it again. Like try starting the car again. Did it overheat? How's the, how are the levels? How's the this, that, and the other? And then we were just like, fuck, dude. Like we have no idea what's wrong, and we can't call AAA because none of us have have signal. And what shit. time was it? Like it was around like, like middle of the day, like maybe two yeah. o'clock. Noon, one, Ish, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. afternoon, and so uh, we we <laughs> 12, noticed twelve fifteen, <laughs> yeah, it was twelve twenty eight, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I had noticed that we passed a rest stop probably two miles past where yeah. we broke down, and and that's the only thing that we know is that there's a rest stop two miles away. Other than that, we're and, and rest stops we're have helpless, phones, right? So. What was that? What'd you say? It said rest rest stops had payphones back then, because they cell still do this, this day. Sweet. Do they? I'm pretty sure. Been a long time since I've been to a rest stop. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking clue, guys. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so the, the next step was <laughs> um, we decided that me and Kyle should go walk to the rest stop. Which, if it is two miles away, it's going to take us an hour, forty minutes, whatever it's going to take. But that's the only option. Either that or we, like, you know, put our thumbs out and hope for the best. Yeah. Um, and so me and Kyle, I think it was me, it was, was it, and Steve, right? Yeah. Um, me, Kyle, and Steve started walking 
just grab, grabbed walking. a water jug and just started hooking yeah. it and yeah started walking on a mountain pass down the side of the road for the best yeah um and we we had not gotten very far from what i remember it from what i remember we didn't get very far yeah we walked for like and maybe five ten minutes or something like that and yeah and then um well steve you, you, t- you can take this part of the story so uh, you were filming and you actually watched it happen. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I got it on film. Shit, that was awesome. Um, but this uh, this minivan pulls over to the side of the road, and uh, there's a family inside, and they were just like, "Hey, is that your van? You know, on the side of the road back there?" And we're like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Hey, you know, are you trying to get to the rest stop up ahead?" And we're like, "Yeah." They're like, "Cool, we'll hop in, right?" And we're just like, "Holy shit! Like this is this is cool!" Like. It's crazy, but cool. Like, it wouldn't probably happen in Southern California, but, you know, we're here in Utah, and, like, absolutely, we would love a ride. And we get in, and there's, like, what, like, three kids or four kids and the husband and wife and stuff, and, like, we're just, like, crammed in the back seat, like, with these kids just in some family's car, and they take us to the rest stop and drop us off. They're super nice. And, uh, and well, and granted, granted, I, I wasn't as hairy back then, so we yeah, did yeah. look a little more accommodating to yeah but we reeked of hangover and cigarettes there was no reason these (laughs) nice people should have taken us in their car with their kids (laughs) do you like cigarettes (laughs) (laughs) three strange looking young dudes on the side of the road like yeah let's just don't don't do this kids don't be me (laughs) it's like with with your kids in the car i don't know it's I would never, as as a parent, think to do that. But it, I'm so happy that they did. Um, yeah, yeah. Which which was amazing. And this and this is just the beginning. Yeah, like we're not even halfway there yet. Um, like in this story. Um, but so they pick us up, and they take us to the rest stop. So we got to the rest stop in less time than we were planning on. Yeah. You know things are slow slowly looking up, and. Uh, I remember going to the rest, um, the payphone, and we called AAA, mm-hmm. um, or Steve called AAA. One yeah, of us called I, AAA. Yeah, because I, I had the AAA card and stuff, so we were yeah, yeah. So we we called AAA and we're on the phone with them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like it's gonna take a couple hours. Uh, you know, we can get somebody out there, but like you guys are a little off the off the beaten path, and like if if uh, you need a tow, like." Uh, there's not really anything around you and we don't know if anything is going to be open, you know? So, and like, we had a show. We'll, we'll, that, get, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah, that. Yeah. We, we had a show that night though <laughs> at, what was it? Rock Island brewery. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, so we like, we had a show that night and we're like, fuck, like, are we going to miss like, yeah, we, we don't miss gigs. Like, you know, as unorganized as we were, like, we were at least punctual to get to places and not, you know, make a bad reputation yeah. for ourselves. Yeah. And this was, you know, something completely out of our control with, with the van. And we were just like, fuck, like, we, we gotta, we gotta make the gig. Like, do we call it, like, do we call it off? We don't want to call it off. Like, do we just keep going, you know? And, uh, and so we're, we're on the phone with AAA. And this guy walks out of the bathroom and is like, oh, you guys need to tow into the next town? And we're like, and I'm on the phone with AAA. And I'm like, yeah, like, uh, yeah. He's like, yeah, uh, yeah, we got, we're pulling a flatbed uh, trailer 
and stuff here in the parking lot. Like, just hop in with me and my family and come pick you up. Like, we can just, you know, get you to the next town and you can figure it out from there. But, you know, I'm like, are you sure that's cool? Like, he's like, yeah, no problem. I'm like, come on. And so I'm like, all right, AAA, like, thanks. Later. And hung up. <laughs> and we got in the car with this guy and his family. And his family. In his truck. And he's pulling this, you know, big-ass flatbed trailer. It's not just like a, you know, it was, it was made to haul vehicles, which is just insane to me that... And and so he just happened to be going from his place with his family to go pick up like another trailer with his trailer on the same exact day at the same exact time that yeah. we were in this restroom calling AAA. It's not like he does this route every day. It's not like wait. And what you know. did he? What did he look like? Was it like somebody that you're like, oh, I can trust this guy? Was it like a dude who walked out of a bathroom? That you're like, I don't know. If no, I just, no, he, he was. Know. He looked like a middle aged guy yeah. with his family that who had the look, flat looked like a dad with a truck, nice. man. Yeah. And at that point, Super it wouldn't nice matter thing. what he looked like. Yeah. I mean, we would have taken it. Well, not like like I, if he was like a creepy old guy. Like <laughs> I don't hey, like the look at you, like, sir. <laughs> not like the rules of the road. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wait three hours for AAA. I don't. Yeah. I didn't like the look of him. We'll wait. We'll wait yeah. for AAA. <laughs> and so we get in his car now at the rest stop. Yeah. So now there's now there's two people that we did not ask that decided to help us out on this on this day. So we get in the we get in the truck and we're telling him who we are, what we're doing, you know, why we're stranded. Yeah. Um, and he pulls up. We see the van. He pulls up and then uh, he's like, "Cool, I can throw that back here." Yeah. And we're like, "Cool, okay." And meanwhile, and, Andrew and our bass player at the time, Derek, have been at the van the whole time, right? So he pulls up, and there's two other guys. It's like I'd like to say that there was like some kind of cool B story, like in a TV show, like we started selling goldfish or something <laughs> like out of the car. <laughs> but we basically did nothing the whole time and just hung out. So that was the cool part of the story. What you guys were doing, and, and we took all of our cigarettes too, so you guys couldn't even smoke. Uh, what happened though is we didn't know what was going on on the other side because we obviously couldn't <laughs> communicate with each other. Yeah. So we just saw a flatbed pull up. <laughs> like, what did you guys do? <laughs> what kind of deal did you make with the devil? You know, like he's like, you know, here's Ramrod. He's gonna take us where we need to go. <laughs> and so, and the big the big thing was that we were going up a hill. Yeah. And yeah. And okay. Okay. So had. something to say in the interim, right? Is that the car when our car broke down, it didn't just break down. It broke down and then it restarted again, and then we can go. But then we would go a certain amount of time, and then yeah. would break down again. So it, it was. It would start, and this is. Uh, it's important because that's why the car still got onto the uh, bed with us pushing it on. Yeah. 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 It's because the car could still start. It would just stall maybe like less than a mile uh, if you tried to do it, especially on these hills. Yeah, when we were giving it, when we were making it do too much work. And so what we saw is that this crazy truck pulls up with everyone and we don't know what's going on. And we're like, cool. And then this other car pulls up right behind them. We're like, oh, that's also okay. Maybe they're like uh, hooked up with someone else, right? Like this, uh, it looked like a Toyota uh, 4Runner or something like that, like crossover SUV. Pulls up, and uh, a guy comes out, and he's like, hey, guys, how's it going? And everyone's just at this weird party, and everyone acts like he knows each other. But then we get to talking, and that guy in the forerunner doesn't know our group. And 
the guy just happened to break down the bottom of the hill at the same place. Yeah. <laughs> and which so which comes. Yeah, go, we'll go. I was going to say that comes into fruition in a second. So I was going to say first is that uh, we like we're going to get the car on the flatbread. Flatbread. <laughs> flatbread. Flat, I'm hungry. Like flatbread. This sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> the flatbed. Um, but one thing, once we got it up there, we realized that he can only take yeah the people that fit in his car, which is like a you know a crew cab truck or something. Yeah. But so three like of Andrew three said, of us would have also had to this wait. other car that just broke down yeah. right behind us with the exact number of seats for all of that, us to have a seat. Yeah. But they were also and, broken down too, so it was like, well, and there's there wasn't enough room on the flatbed for both of these vehicles. And so, so go ahead. <laughs> well, what ended up happening, which I think is we're not making clear, is the guy who owned the truck said Oh yeah, I could tow this. Ex- uh, I could tow this extra car, no problem. Like yeah. he had an F four fifty or something like that. So he's like, "Oh yeah, I could tow your van and this crossover, no problem." Over these, oh my Utah. god! So there's this epic picture that is this truck, this flat, be- uh, the flatbed with our van on it, and then another crossover SUV in the back. Yeah, Time- and I don't know exactly what the, the, the van numbers. Van, I think yeah. it was like unsafe for us to be in the van. Yeah. You know? yeah. Cause we couldn't steer it or something like that. Like no one could be in the passenger seat, something weird where we couldn't be in the van, but like the one crew was in the first vehicle. No one was in the van. And then the last crew was in the crossover SUV. Yeah. And then we all fit. We were this crazy train. Yeah. At, at this point, we are all Mormons in our hearts. Like we are, <laughs> we all came from different places, and for that day, we were all thanking Mormon Jesus. It was fantastic. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, miracles are alive in Utah, guys. They yeah. are just it's not totally in California. True. So we're so we we end up, we start going right, and so I think it was uh, Kyle and Robert were up in the truck. And then Andrew and Derek and I were in the Forerunner with, uh, and also shout out to Timmy Urbanic, uh, who is the, uh, it was his car that broke down. We've been friends on Facebook ever since and stuff. And uh, yeah, awesome. I still see his posts. Yeah, it's amazing. So we ended up. uh, Just just to interfere really quick. Yeah, yeah. If they didn't break down behind us, then we would have no place for the other three guys to fit yeah we would i would like, have we to would call, have to be like okay stay here make a fire and we'll come back and get you <laughs> we, we would have had to walk back to the rest stop and call triple yeah. for a tow truck to come and drive us to wherever you guys ended up for, you know, so it kind of like hitchhike. worked out weirdly perfect perfect yeah and so so we're going and we're in the car and we're like okay like dude in the truck is giving us a ride like to the next town right and then timmy whose car broke down behind us, uh, that me and a- Andrew and Derek are in, in the car with, he's like, oh, well, I've got a buddy that uh, owns a, a garage, a, a mechanic shop in Price, like, which is just down the hill. Like, that's the next town. Mm-hmm. And so randomly, he had a buddy, or serendipitously, he had a buddy that owned this mechanic shop. Also, this is a Sunday. Yes. And in Utah, all the mechanic shops are closed on Sundays. So not only did he know someone in the next town over, but he also knew someone that had a mechanic shop that was actually open. Mm-hmm. Getting uh, crazier. It's getting crazy. Fun crazier. fact. 
it wasn't open. He got him to come yes. down just for that day. Wow. Yeah. And so we ended up over there. That's where we dropped the van off. So Timmy got his forerunner to wherever it needed to go. They helped us get the van to this garage, and we thought we were stuck there for the night, and we had to figure out whatever that was. Mm-hmm. And mind you, like most of us were pretty broke. I think Steve had a job, and he was the only one with the real job. So yeah, like, I was, I was still <clears> teaching then. And I, 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 don't think I, I, don't, I didn't have a credit card back, back then. Yeah, so I think we were all uh, pretty <laughs> wow. uh, scared at that point of whatever this van repair was going to cost. Yeah. And then... They were saying something I remember when we were going back. Oh, it's probably the fuel pump. I've seen problems like this before. AutoZone will open up tomorrow and we can get the fuel pump. Um, and then we'll be able to do it. Like, And you guys will be out of here in a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, great. We have like four more shows to get to, you know, in a yeah. couple days. And he was like, I know it's Sunday, but uh, I-, I think I'll get my friend to come down. So we were at the gas station at this point, And I remember looking out in every direction and not being able to see anything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Derek and I to entertain ourselves while this was happening uh went to the town museum which was in a double wide trailer. It nice. was a tiny place. This is in Price, Utah, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Priceless. And in the meantime, the one thing that was open that I think had to like be open and it was mandatory was the uh, inside of the gas station, the convenience store. Yeah. So we actually like you know were without food or whatever. We hadn't eaten anything, and this is maybe I don't know, um, four o'clock, three, yeah. four o'clock in the at middle this point, of the right? summer in Utah in the desert, and it's fucking hot. And so like- it was really hot. And I think all of us got snacks. I think I was obsessed with pumpkin or sunflower seeds at that point. At that point in touring, yeah. um, we all probably got water. And Steve ended up getting one of those giant pickles. Yeah, yeah, like the hot, hot mamas. Just those. You guys, remember, have you guys seen those giant pickles yeah. in the gas station? You know what I'm talking about? In the back with the juice you're like every time. Yeah, yeah. The juice in it. Oh, dude. Yeah, oh, and it was yeah. great because it was because it was hot outside and the pickle was like refrigerated and stuff. Like, so it was like all cold. And I, I love pickles. how you're still defending your choice. I, okay. <laughs> I was oh, wait, like, there's, there's some more stuff yeah, before cool. we get to yeah, that so, story. That's just, yeah, that's its own thing. But, <laughs> but everyone has to know that he bought to get a, pickle. a pickle. Like, and then, yeah, you know, that. ate it pretty fast because we haven't been eating all day or whatever. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> then uh, his friend comes around, and I, I can't remember his friend's name, but we are forever grateful for you for coming down. Yeah. Right? Well, that, that's that's part of the story too, because his friend came down to look at the van, and he tried a couple different things. I remember watching them like they took out like a a thing, and like a piece flew to the back, and they were like had to find it, and like they didn't know where it went, and they finally found it, and they're like doing all this stuff, and they couldn't figure out yeah. how to fix it because. And then at this point, when Robert, you were you stayed at the shop the whole time, and then yeah. Timmy offered to bring us back to his house, which because he lived he lived in town there, and so a few of us went to Timmy's house because he had to get back to. Uh, oh, I don't. His, I, don't his, I didn't know that. His wife and child. I didn't know that either. Yeah, and so we ended. I don't up, remember going to Timmy's house. Did anyone actually go to Timmy's house? I think house? it was, it was me and Steve. I think it was me and Derek. Because we, we ended up going back to Timmy's house, and, like, they, they had a newborn son, I think. And uh, and then, because Timmy's buddy, they were coming from a softball game. And so Timmy's buddy had to get back, to get back to his family and stuff. So we ended up getting picked up, and we're like, hey, we're going to go over here and, you know, 
Like you can meet us, you know, once. Let the us next, know when you fix it. Gonna, gonna be done because we were like, hey, like we don't know what's going on, and they were just being super, super kind. So we ended up going over to Timmy's house, and then while you guys were figuring stuff out with the van. Well, and that's why it comes to this. So the guy that that Timmy had called to come down was having trouble figuring out what was wrong with the van, and he had a 16 year old nephew, grandson, son. A 16-year-old came out of nowhere. And, uh, <laughs> like, honestly, I don't know. I don't. I forget where he came from, but he's like, oh, my specialty is old Ford vans. And we're like, well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, It's a day of miracles. Fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so he, he came in and was doing something underneath and uh, was like, well, just put it down. Let me see if I, let me see if I fix what's going on. And he put it down and he, he revved the engine and, like, drove it around for a, for a bit and uh it, everything was seemed like it was okay and uh well we're like okay well what'd you do like how much do we owe you like what's the deal and he's like well all i did was hit the catalytic converter with a hammer to break up all the all the <laughs> the, the debris and nonsense in there and now you're good to go and we said oh okay like After that's we it. We thought we were going to be stuck there for four days because it was some fuel pump issue and it be some kind of crazy thing and everything. Everyone told us every which way. The yeah. six year old kid comes out of nowhere and hits the stupid fucking van with a hammer. <laughs> and suddenly we're just good to go. Yeah. We had zero problems the rest of the day with it. Well, not zero problems. Oh, it's oh. just every time we had a problem, we hit the goddamn catalytic yeah, converter with a hammer. Nice. Work, every time the van broke down, we had to go under the van and yeah. hit the catalytic converter. Yeah. What? But, but it's just. It's it, it, hammer time. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Too legit to quit. Gotta get to the gig. <laughs> it was always just part. It, it happened like maybe once a day, right? Like no, it, no, the- it, no. It it only happened uh, two other times. Yeah, yeah. It was once again when we were going through Colorado and went up the big hill between Grand Junction and Aspen, yeah. and then again in uh, yeah. New Mexico when we went yeah. up that giant uh, like. Overpass freeway. Oh yeah, yeah. It had something to do with the gravity of the the catalytic converter. Like if it was at too much of an angle, it got like plugged or something. Yeah. So but weird. so so the sixteen year old kid who works on Ford vans for his whole adult life, which isn't even there yet, <laughs> uh, fixed it, and we're like, okay, well, we're good to go. So like, and all they didn't charge us happened that day, right? And it just happened to like work out. That we we were still like almost on time for the gig that we were trying to get to in Grand Junction. Yeah, wow. But that's not the end of the story. <laughs> yeah. So the pickle was a bad choice, <laughs> <laughs> and we were on a very tight timeline now because we yeah. couldn't stop to do anything because we lost all this time breaking down and yeah. shit. So we were still trying to make the gig. And we still could, you know, we yeah. were right there. We, we had, to, we had like, the chance to up all with. this to make it on time for loaded and soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. And <laughs> the pickle was a terrible choice. I made a huge mistake <laughs> with oh that my pickle. God. And <gasps> my stomach just started gurgling and started hurting, and I just had to go. And, well, uh, and so let me let me preface that, Steve, because I, I I think we were on 
the 70 um, <laughs> before you get to Grand Junction, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. I want to say almost 80 miles out on the 70, there's no stopping. Like, there's no places to yeah. stop. It's, it tells you before, like, hey, there's no um, amenities yeah, for yeah. the next, like, 80 miles. Like, there's... You, there's no and rest I, stops. There's no was, gas stations. I was there's cool nothing. with that. I was cool with that. I was like, because you know, right? You know when you've eaten something and like it starts to disagree with you. Like you have an internal clock of like, I could, yeah, 80 miles, I can make it. No problem. No problem at all, right? And it's just gurgling and building up and pressure's building. And I'm in the back of the van just like, all right, all right, just another, just another hour, just another yeah. hour here, right? <laughs> and then I'm like, and I'm like, hey, Bobby, you know, like if if there is a rest stop, like I just need to go like relieve some pressure. <laughs> yeah, you, know you give I mean? a like, warning we'll be... first, and usually it's like 20 miles or something. Yeah. And then I think Robert was basically like, um, we got to get to this thing, or yeah, yeah. or he would say yes and well, then just lie about. It. No, no, no. So so he he said yes. No he was like, stop. I was like, dude, like like cool. He's like, all right, well, there's a. There's a rest stop in like, you know, uh, like a hundred miles or something. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, great. I'll wait. And kept building, kept building. As we got close to the rest stop, I was like, all right. You know, and I'm looking over at like the Tom Tom and stuff with the GPS and like seeing like when the next exit comes up. Cause it's always there on the right and shit. And I was just like, cool. Like, all right, it's coming up like a little time check. Like mm, it's getting a little uncomfortable, but whatever. And then we start getting close to the rest stop, and we see the sign that says that the rest stop's closed. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no problem. Like, starting to get more uncomfortable, starting to get more uncomfortable. And then, when, where's the next rest stop? Oh, just another 20 miles. Okay, cool, no problem. And we start going, and then, again, that fucking rest stop's closed. And by this time, it's been like two hours of driving, and I'm about to, like, burst like I'm doing everything, every <laughs> kegel exercise. You're, to, you're sitting on to your seat like hold. this. I'm squeezing my ass cheeks together and just <laughs> trying not to shit myself in the van. I literally remember Steve just screaming out loud, like yeah. at the top of his lungs. Well, like, and ah! you fuckers are laughing, <laughs> right? And there's and it's not like there's no. It's three of us on a fucking bench seat. Right. So we're shoulder to shoulder. Like I'm on the side. So I'm just like, okay, like, let me like step down into the footwell and like curl up a little bit and just brace and like try to hold everything as tense as possible to keep myself from shitting myself. I honestly, God, I, I remember being on the other side being like, he's going to shit himself with this drive. And the only thing saving me is Derek Wong sitting in between it. I was like, I'm gonna press against this window a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude! And it was just—it got to the point where it was just so like it's painful, you know. Like it's—it's absolutely painful to hold it in that long. And I'm—I'm very proud of myself for you know being able to muster the constitution (laughs) to you know keep myself from from shitting myself and. but it was it was terrible, man. And then like we're getting into town. And I'm like, dude, just just stop at this fucking gas station. And then Bobby's like, dude, we're just like we're like five miles out. We're we're just like right around the, five blocks. We just away, gotta get ten there. Ten blocks away. There. We just gotta get there, and then you can you can do your thing, right? And so I'm like hunched over, standing up in the back of the van, like screaming, just like, like stay in, 
Like, don't you fucking dare! It was so terrible. And then, and you guys are cracking up, and to me, it's just not funny at all. Well, and, and granted, I was going as fast as I could, but we just got our car fixed, so I didn't want to, like, yeah. go too fast. And so we <laughs> end up getting to the venue, and, like, by that point, there was no possible way that I could jump or do anything sudden because I had to keep every, was, this is probably why I got fucking appendicitis that was probably that I was moment. gonna say I was gonna, I was gonna say <laughs> at the end of the story it backed that uh, all the way into that little annex man oh but, my god yeah dude so everybody's like yeah, gets out of the car they go in and I'm like you know, one step oh, every five seconds and no, like have to that's stop the best, every five that's the best feet. Best part of this whole story. Like, no, no, goddamn it! Like, no. It's because we we finally got to the venue, and now Steve has a place to go relieve himself. Yeah. And Steve is the first one out, and he walks around the front of the of the van, but then he stops. Yeah. Like at the front of the van and puts his like hands on the hood. Yeah. And we're like, oh no, he didn't make it. <laughs> and he just like he's like there and he like breathes and he's like. And then he just like goes towards the Dude, front door. And like he's going, he's gonna make it's, it. It's it's that it's that whole thing of like when you're in the home stretch, it makes everything so much more difficult. It's like oh, no, like I I made it already. It's like no, you don't make it until your pants are down and your ass is like you know well, pointed towards the hole. Wasn't there an issue when you actually got into the brewery? Like, wasn't it like down like three flights of stairs or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, it was down a flight of stairs. Yeah, it was down a flight of stairs. <laughs> and you guys had played there before on a previous tour, right? But I had never yeah. been there, so I didn't know where it was. And I'm trying to talk to these people that are working at the venue that we're playing at that night and late for. Like, we still made it, but we're late. And I'm just like, hey, like, is there a, <clears throat> is there a restroom? <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, through all these tables and then down the stairs. I'm like, I got to walk past people. Like, oh, my God. It was so terrible. And they're, like, getting on the stairs, and they're, like, the stairs aren't, like, super wide. So, like, you have to, like, kind of, you know, turn sideways to let people pass you and shit. And, like, and so, and I'm getting down the stairs, and luckily, like, there was nobody in the stall. I could just go right in. And holy hell, man, like. That was that was the probably like I would consider that another miracle for that day. <laughs> like, uh, oh my god, dude! But the moral of that story is don't eat pickles at the gas station. Yeah, when you don't know when you're gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, just probably just steer clear of them. Period. I don't. I don't think there's yeah. any <laughs> gas station pickles. Yeah, you can leave them. That's fine. Yeah, don't even touch them. Never again. Eat, Never again. Eat them in Never the comfort again. of your own home. <laughs> you know what you're doing there. Save it's them like for drinking. when you get to where you're going. Don't, you know? don't pickle and drive. That's not yeah. good news for anyone. I caught myself <laughs> we, uh, in a shit pickle. That should be the, and we, we, should be the name but we of made it. We made it for pickle. the show, and it yeah. ended up being a decent show compared to other shows that we've been doing the past week. Yeah. This was in um, Grand Junction. Yeah. yeah. And was it? Uh, it was, was good. Brewery. What's the brewery called? Did you already say the name? What Rock Island Brewery? Is that what it was? I think so. Rock Island. Rock Island's Rock a different Island. city, but it, it could be called that. I'll look it was up. Was it just like Tommy Grand the Junction Brewery or something? And and thank you to everyone who was involved in that story. Oh, Rock Slide Brewery. There Rock you go. Slide. Because uh, yeah. there was a lot of people involved in that whole story that 
we wouldn't have made it and Steve wouldn't have either. Yeah. If, uh, <laughs> if we, uh, if we didn't have the help from the, the Utonians, you people from Utah. Utah? Yeah. Are they Utonians? The Utonese? Are they Utonese? The Utes. The Utes. <laughs> the Utes. Yeah. This isn't a reggae song, Warren. <laughs> Bruh! Bruh! The Utes! You gotta save the Utes! Utes can't... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of amazing things happened that day that yeah. I don't know if we'll ever... Or anyone has ever recreated in those circumstances. Yeah, that, that was uh, definitely... Kind of worked out. The kindness that we were shown by people that had no idea who we were. We didn't know them. Like they just stopped to help out strangers, man. Like that was, it was, it was really beautiful, man. And, and we feel like we've, we've encountered that a lot on the road, you know, over the years and stuff that, that people are just, you know, there's assholes everywhere, but there's also like amazing people everywhere you go. And I'm just, I'm so thankful for, for that for for those good good people that go out of their way to help people out and be kind to each other you know it's cool. for sure yeah that was amazing people helping people yeah so what other good kyle stories do we have that are short <laughs> i mean you already told the ghost hunting story i mean did you tell the the part of it where i was so fucking wasted that i was just shouting at ghosts the entire time to reveal themselves <laughs> I think so. I think it made it into that conversation that you were a very fighty atheist at that moment in your life, and you were very because you had gone to a Christian school. It's very was important to, you to uh, yeah, uh, make sure that ghosts weren't real more than us having fun that we were going. <laughs> in the world. I really, I, yeah, I really needed to show the afterlife who was bossed, uh, and <laughs> I did that. My- we were waiting on. Uh, uh, the the cousin relations story, which is another South Dakota story that we haven't told. Have we? We haven't told that on the podcast, right? No, not yet. I think the Amarillo story is like I, I'm pretty sure we've told that, but if we haven't, it'd be fun to talk about with you. Amarillo was bonkers. Um, Derek uh, always somehow hitting on a married woman. Uh, <laughs> most mostly when he got. Uh, so drunk. I think it was Michigan. I uh, yeah yeah. Uh, Michigan. We were on a lake house. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I just remember him playing the same reggae jam for like an hour. Well, it felt like an hour. I have no idea. I was wasted too. So Sounds we could like- do that back then. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, every fucking night. It was dumb. Anyway, we totally don't do that anymore. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know, what I just thought of was the. At Rusty's in Davenport, at the studio. Oh, when we all, man. When we all just got so high and just jammed music for a while and recorded it. and I remember doing, like, uh, lounge versions <laughs> yes. of our songs. That's <laughs> 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 the state we were in. Oh, man. Are still around? We saw the recordings of those? Somewhere. Oh, well, like the, the video that's, like, right? intercut. Give, with, like, give me the bits. Live footage of us playing, and then like a barn burning down, and then more live footage of us playing, and then just like strange stock footage. It's so, yeah, it's it's somewhere, man. Those were wild nights, man. Oh my god. Anyways, yeah. we haven't gotten to talk about Kyle the person. We'll have to have Kyle back on again, especially during quarantine nights. 
Yeah. Kyle is a very accomplished songwriter. He's played in multiple bands since our band and probably made the right decision in his life to not play in Robert Johnson <laughs> anymore, to be honest. <laughs> no one blames you. Uh, my God. I like I honestly like I, I look back on this time of my life so fondly. Like I I mean, obviously like it was it was a difficult decision for me to leave, but like so much of like the wildest shit that has ever happened in my life has been on the road with you guys. So like I had this weird bond with these other dudes that like uh, doesn't really exist anywhere else. And like so many great stories. And uh, I really learned how to be uh, a person on the road yeah. from these guys. A regular great. road dog. Oh, regular oh. road dog. We there all pissed go. each other off so much back in those days too. <laughs> oh my God. It was great. Like, we- that that was that was one of the things I, I I cherish about those those early days though was like it was the first time that like we had been that like Kyle like I didn't really know like I started playing with you in in February right or March yeah. or something and uh, and then all of a sudden a couple months later like we were on tour together shoulder to shoulder in a van you know yeah without knowing where we were <laughs> sleeping or anything and and uh, it was. It was just really cool, like to build that camaraderie through just honesty and like defining your limits and defining you know your boundaries and shit with with each other and and really figuring it like celebrating all the the big stuff and being like, hey, like I got a problem with this and it's like fuck yeah, let's fix it. Like, cool, thanks for letting me know. You know, it was like yeah. crash course type Man, stuff. But. It wasn't as smooth as that, but no, no, no. <laughs> a little more yelling. I, I remember a lot of hangover yelling matches. That, that was. <laughs> oh, okay. One, my favorite thing I want to close on is that Kyle used to fall asleep in the front seat all the time. So we used to fight for the front seat all the time. It was always a fight to see who got the front seat because Robert would always drive. And it was one of those kid things where you're like, you know, you don't need the medium fry at McDonald's. You're not going to eat all those fries. It's like, but I want the medium fry. <laughs> so Kyle used to always be like super hungover in the mornings and then take one of those window seats and then just like fall asleep on the window seat. He would always want the front seat. And we're like, you're just going to fall asleep. <laughs> it is true. It is true. I would, would fall asleep often. He would argue so hard he's like i'm not gonna fall asleep like why would you guys think i'm gonna fall asleep you're so crazy like i'm not gonna fall asleep i'm gonna stay up and it was important for the second person to stay up because you know like you wanted if it was an early morning or something you wanted that person to have conversation with who's ever driving or just to be there with them to make sure they can you know go or for a few few all-night drives like overnight drives and stuff that was always it was like well all right i'll smoke more cigarettes yeah. Let, let him sleep for a little bit. I used to fight <laughs> feverishly for the front seat, and then within 30 minutes, he'd be asleep every time. Yeah, yeah that was not my finest moment. That was. <laughs> it didn't help that I was just playing like Ray the Montaigne in the mornings either. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was tough for me yeah. too, man. Why are you falling asleep like, to Ray the Montaigne, the Kyle? slowest acoustic, most beautiful shit, but like when you're already tired. <laughs> the it's best morning like, music for oh, me when I'm driving. Just, this is just glorious. I think at that, think so at nice. that point, I had I gotten to the point in my life where like I couldn't smoke cigarettes in the morning anymore. <laughs> so you're just like chain smoking out the window in the morning, and I'm just like, I am dying because I'm hungover, but I needed the front seat for some fucking reason. I, it was dumb. It was dumb. It was dumb. I'm sorry. It was a cheap power play, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you were 
fighting for dominance of the van. <laughs> that was that was my way of pissing all over the van and saying it was mine. I don't care if I sleep in the front seat. <laughs> mine. I am sorry. I apologize. I feel like it's been too long. I, I do apologize for this. Oh, there's lots of stuff we can all apologize about. <laughs> there's a st- statute on the apologies, right? Statute of limitations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, it's 10 years. We've yeah. all reached it. Yeah. There we go. Wow. We're done. Huh. Well, Kyle, thanks for being on. Yeah, man. It's good to see your face, guys. bro. Serious. We'll have to have Kyle back on in a more normal sense where we just get to talk about Kyle and the cool things he's gotten to do with his life. Yeah, yeah man. Anytime. It's good seeing you guys. Where yeah, can people find you? On Instagram, I am Kyle M. Neal. There it is. There it is. Uh, if you want to hear me yell about dumb shit, uh, I'm on Twitter somewhere. I don't even know where I am. Don't worry about it. Follow me on Instagram. That's fine. People like Instagram. Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And Kyle's done a bunch of cool stuff. He's gotten a lot of songs into TV shows. He's Heart of Dixie, of bro. Of people. Live performance. Right? I was stoked when I saw you on Heart of Dixie. Oh yeah, damn dude. That you was a while were, ago. You were the only reason that I watched that show. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was good. You're the only reason I didn't watch the show. You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Oh, and and uh Steve uh was it Steve? Did did you just find him on Bar Rescue? What? Someone that I know just found Kyle on Bar Rescue. Eric, Eric Dunham found me oh, on Bar Eric Rescue. Dunham. Oh yeah. what? He was yep. also on Bar Rescue. Nice. Yeah. That was that was I, I was just in the crowd. I was there helping a friend of mine and uh just Eric, got to hang Eric, out. Eric for a picture over and he's like, Is this Kyle? And I was like, That's definitely Kyle. What are you what are you what are you doing? He's like, it's bar rescue. And I was like, What? Weirdly so Kyle, Kyle's at, all comes back around. That bar rescue was at the airliner, which was the first place that Whoa! Andrew and I met. Whoa! Wow. Ooh, ooh, Full ooh, circle, ooh, bro. USA. Ah! USA. We did it, guys. <laughs> All right. We have our limited edition red vinyl on sale right now in the we store. Do. Yes. We have a package with an unreleased shirt and a bunch of other stuff. So go to robertjohnthereck.com and find that. Right Sign up for our email list. We always have cool stuff there. We're giving away 10 free greatest hit songs and stuff like that. What else do we have caught up? Um, I we think got- we're going to be doing a... Uh, Joe Bonamassa is having a show uh, for live from the Ryman, and we might be making an appearance at the after show. So stay tuned for that. Go watch Joe Bonamassa's show at the Ryman. Someone asked if we were writing. We are going to start writing. Henry just sent us a bunch of ideas, yeah. and we're going to be writing a new record for the rest of the year because we can't go on tour and we can't play any shows. So what the hell else are we going to do? Driving back from uh, from my parents' house, man, I got four song ideas out of that stretch of the five between Harris Ranch and... And uh, Lost Hills, man, it was great. That's like my nice. my writing zone is just for some reason on that drive. But yeah. still that I'm, stoked, I'm stoked for uh, to to show you guys these ones, man. I think they're gonna be fun. Steve, tease the chorus of one of them. How Ooh. good are we talking here? Uh, <laughs> oh Chicago, don't let me down. Look out! Hold on, hold on. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's all. It. That's all you can say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Like. Fucking harmonies and shit. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited so for y'all to put your steez on. I said we might be singing about Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. If it, if it passes the... Uh, the test. The the gauntlet, man. Yeah. The pH test. We yep. put it in water. So pH levels are. <laughs> and we've got, um, we've got some un- newly released videos 
on our Facebook page releasing in celebration of uh, Take Me Higher turning one this year with the uh, red vinyl package that's available on our website. We are also releasing some uh, previously unreleased videos on our Facebook page, so go check those out. Uh, we're going to be releasing them every couple days for the next little bit, and uh, so make sure to click that follow button and uh, and jump in on all the fun, man. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, Kyle, thanks for being here. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for having me again, guys. And be good to each other and get wrecked. <laughs> we'll see you next Hell time. Hell yeah. Peace.